Well, good morning, my friends. This is podcast number 222 for Monday, February 15th. I pray that you are well. Um, we're in our series, uh, The Passion of Jesus Christ by John Piper. Again, I want to continue to tell you what um, uh, the importance of this book, and I think that you need to get it, and you need to read it. Anything, actually, that's by John Piper, I think would be good. For you to read, um, this book especially has been great as we lead up to Easter. Um, number 33 uh, of the 50 reasons why uh, Jesus came to die. And again, he, uh, Piper does not say this is an exhaustive list. This is just what he found in his studies and wanted to emphasize. And so number 33 is to make his cross the ground of all our boasting. To make his cross the ground of all our boasting. To boast means to talk with excessive pride. Uh, there are other words that are used in here that are really almost synonymous, and that would be to rejoice in or to glory in. Um, let's look at what Piper has to say. Um, in fact, let's go to uh, Galatians 6.14 first, and then we'll listen to what Piper has to say. Galatians 6.14. But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. That might be a verse for the year. That might be a verse for the time that we live in, that the world is crucified to me and I to the world. I can honestly tell you last night, um, I, you know, just sitting around and looking and, and uh, thinking about what's going on in our world today. And again, I'm, I'm taping this in January. Um, there's so much going on, and I just uh, almost had one of those kind of anxiety things, which I don't normally get. I started to look all around, and, and the reality is that this world needs to be dead to me. I want to make a difference in this world, but I don't want the world to make a difference in me. Galatians chapter six fourteen. but far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. The cross is not a necklace. To be worn, it's not just a um, something to adorn a church. It is something to boast about. Let's look what Piper has to say. This is uh, a really, really good, um, really, really good message here. So listen to the words of Piper. This seems over the top. Boast only in the cross, really, literally only in the cross. Let's look at a couple of scriptures that tell us to that seem to tell us to boast in in, in other things other than the cross. Let's look at Romans chapter five. Romans chapter 5, um, verses 2 and 3. Romans chapter 5, verses 2 and 3. It says, Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice. Remember I told you rejoice uh, like boast and glory seem to be um, the same thing. And in hope of the glory of God. So we glory in the things of God, we boast, we rejoice. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that the suffering, that suffering produces endurance. So we're supposed to boast in the glory of God. We're boasting in the tribulations in Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Turn over to 2 Corinthians, just a couple books over. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And verse 9, still getting used to this new Bible, but I really, really like it. 12 
And verse nine says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So we've got boasting in tribulations, boasting in the glory of God, boasting in our weaknesses. Uh, let's look at First Thessalonians. Uh, chapter 2, First Thessalonians, chapter 2. I ran those words together. Um, chapter 2 and verse 19. For what is our hope or joy or crown or boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? He says, I boast in you and the people that uh, are a part of this ministry and the things that have happened. What does it mean then? that we should boast in the cross first. It means that all our other boastings should still be boasting in the cross. If we boast in the hope of glory, that very boast should be a boast in the cross of Christ. If we boast in the people of Christ, that very boasting should be a boasting in the cross. Boasting only in the cross means only the cross enables every other legitimate boast and every legitimate boast should therefore honor the cross. Everything stems from what Jesus did on the cross. Why? Because every good thing, indeed, even every bad thing that God turns for good was obtained for us by the cross of Christ. Apart from faith in Christ, sinners get only judgment. Yes, there are many pleasant things to come to unbelievers, but the Bible teaches that even these things, these natural blessings of life, will only increase the severity of God's judgment in the world. Why? Because they point to the fact that there is a God. Look at Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Romans chapter 2 is amazing, by the way. If you get some time this week, you might want to look into it. Romans chapter 2, 4 and 5. Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and, and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. But because of your heart and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of judgment. God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Look at verse four again. His kindness is meant to lead us to repentance, not to lead us into a cushy lifestyle, not to lead us into our comfort. We're, we live in a time when we believe that God is about our comfort and our happiness. No, he's not. He's about our relationship with him. He's about us repenting of our sin and having a relationship with him. That's what it's about. It's not about you being happy. Happy is fleeting. It's not about you being comfortable. Comfort can lead to um, you're just so confident in your comfort that you just sit back and do nothing. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to grow the Bible says, in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're called to go and make disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what we're called to do. We're not called to be happy. We're not called to be comfortable. We're called to be about the business, the business um, that all goes back to boasting in the cross. Back to Piper. Therefore, everything that we enjoy as people who trust Christ is owing to his death. His suffering absorbed all the judgment that guilty sinners deserved and purchased all the good that forgiven sinners enjoy. All of it comes from God. Uh, I remember years ago, a few years ago, they were trying to take a, make a Bible that removed all the blood, all the sacrifice. Well, it's not a Bible. It's just a book. Because it all pointed to in the Old Testament leading to 
in the New Testament, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, who poured out his blood upon a cruel cross so that you and I could have a, a cleansing from our sin and he lived a righteous life so that we could stand before God in the righteousness of God because of Christ Jesus and what he did on the cross. He said to his disciples on multiple occasions, I, uh, I've come for this very reason. I've come not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. I've come to seek and to save those who are lost. I've come to pay this price. He told Peter to put your sword away, Peter. Would I, should I not go forward with what, what, what I'm supposed to do? Should I not continue and complete the work that my father has given me to do? Everything that God gives for good and everything he turns around that was bad for good is because of the cross. And how do we become that radically cross-focused? It's a great question the Piper asks of us. When, what, does this, what does this look like and when did this happen to the Apostle Paul? Let's go back to Galatians. Romans 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and then we find uh, Galatians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and then we find Galatians, right before Ephesians, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14, the words of Paul, but far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. That's when it happens. When we realize that the world must be crucified to us and us to the world, and that we are not just a remodeled version of ourselves, we're not just a better version of ourselves. I'm, I'm so tired of hearing people say, I just need to be better today than I was yesterday. You don't need to be a better version of yourself. If you mean I need to grow today in my relationship with Jesus Christ, then yes, I agree with you. But if you're just trying to be a better version of yourself, you, you, what's that mean? Uh, I'm not going to be as mean. I'm not going to be as unkind. Uh, you know, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to post negative things. I'm going to be more positive. No, no, no. You can't clean yourself up. You need to become dead to the world and alive in Christ and grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Look at Second Corinthians five seventeen. It says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come." He's not a cleaned up creation. He's not a better version of the old uh, creation. He is brand new. When you put your life in Christ, your trust in Christ, the overpowering attraction of the world is broken, Piper says. You're a corpse to the world, and the world is a corpse to you. You know, dead men have no rights. Dead men have no rights. We submit everything to the Lord because we're brand new in him. The old passes away. The old you is dead and new you is alive. And that, that is because you have faith in Christ. And what marks this faith is that it treasures Christ above everything in the world. Let me say that again. This is so good. And what marks this faith is that it, it treasures Christ above everything in the world. We should get up every morning and say, how can I serve you, Lord? Give me divine appointments and divine interruptions in my busy, busy calendar of things that I feel like have to be done. Interrupt me. Stop me in my tracks and speak to me through your word. The power of the world to woo your love away has died. 
You know, when I'm attracted to the things of the world, it's because I'm not spending enough time in my in scripture and in prayer. I'm not spending enough time. And what's happening is there's almost a rebirth of the, the, the dead man in me. You know, the problem Romans chapter 12 talks about as being living sacrifices, verses one and two, is that living sacrifices hop off the altar. We need to stay put and let God do the work that needs to do. Being dead to the world means that every legitimate pleasure in the world becomes a blood-bought evidence of Christ's love and on occasion of boasting in the cross. When our hearts run back along the beam of blessing to the source in the cross, then the worldliness of the blessing is dead and Christ is crucified in everything. Turn to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verses 1 through 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And what brought the power of God was Jesus Christ upon the cross. Jesus Christ dying, going into the tomb and being resurrected. The Bible tells us in Romans that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and I. We wanna stay connected to the power source how many times I've, I've adjusted a lamp or tried to figure out and even even got to the point where I've changed the bulb in a lamp only to look down what I should have done first to see if it was connected to the power source plugged into the wall. When I struggle is when I'm not connected to that power source and that power source is the cross and Jesus crucified. The power that raised him from the dead lives in you and I. It's the cross, people. You can't clean it up. You can't take the cross and the blood and take it out of the Bible and say, well, Jesus was a good example and Jesus was a moral teacher and Jesus was a social um, person who, who, who cared about the outcasts and he cared about the poor. All of that's true. But none of it is, is, is worth anything if Jesus Christ is not the Son of God who came and willingly sacrificed his sinless life upon the cross for you and I and for the world that so desperately needs to know that there's a God that's not mad at them, but madly in love with them. It's all about the cross, and I will boast only in him. Let me pray for us. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I love you. God bless you. Until we talk again.